Hey everyone, welcome to Capes Declassified, a podcast here to take you on a journey through the secret origins of your favorite superheroes and supervillains. I am your host and continuity connoisseur, Kale Chapman, joined by a special co-host of this episode, my friend, Jacob Price. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic, the origin of Superman, a.k.a. Clark Kent. Superman was the first fictional character to fit the mold of superheroes as we know them today, and many consider him to be the first superhero, period. Superman first appeared in the premiere issue of Action Comics in the year 1938. At the time, Action Comics was an anthology series, but after seeing Superman's massive popularity, the publishers at DC Comics changed it to a Superman solo title. In this first issue, Superman's origin is briefly explained in one page. This initial reveal does not go into much detail, leaving Superman's home planet and parents unnamed. But in 1939's Superman No. 1, more depth would be added to the story. As with many comic book characters that have been around for as long as a Man of Steel, Superman's origins have been subject to change following reboots and retellings. However, every reboot or new telling keeps the same basic details, making Superman's origin one of the most consistent and iconic origin stories. As the story goes... You're listening to Cape Declassified. Stay tuned for the rest of this secret origin. Superman is born on the alien planet Krypton to Jor-El and Lara, his father, Jor-El, being the leading scientist on Krypton. Jor-El and Lara become aware of Krypton's impending destruction, usually coming in the form of a natural disaster like their solar system's sun exploding or the planet's core destabilizing. The couple then begin construction on a spaceship to carry their baby, Kal-El, safely to Earth. During the disaster, Jor-El places Kal-El in the rocket and launches it in the nick of time, saving the baby's life. Unfortunately, Jor-El and Lara die as their son rockets away. The explosion shoots out chunks of the planet Krypton, sending pieces of the planet hurling across space. These planetary debris would become kryptonite, a radioactive solid that is lethal to Kryptonians after being irradiated to a yellow sun. Kal-El's spaceship crash lands in Smallville, Kansas, where it is found by the Kent family. Jonathan and Martha Kent adopt Kal-El and name him Clark Kent. As Clark grows up on the Kent farm, he and his adoptive parents discover that he has superhuman powers. Jonathan and Martha raise Clark to use his powers for good, to help people and fight wrongdoing. Clark decides to keep his powers a secret in order to protect his family and friends from his many dangerous enemies. It is then that Clark creates the alter ego of Superman. Clark creates a red and blue costume with a big letter S symbol and a cape. He begins wearing glasses and styling his hair differently, changing his body language and changing his voice while in his civilian identity to try and throw off any potentially eagle-eyed observers. Clark moves to Metropolis and gets a job as a reporter at the Daily Planet news outlet. At the planet, he meets his friends and co-workers, Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, 
and editor Perry White. Clark's exploits as Superman frequently become the subject of breaking news stories written by Lois and the rest of the planet. And soon after, Lois and Clark become romantically involved. You're listening to Cape the Classified. Stay tuned for the rest of this secret origin. Question number one. We're here with, with my co-host for this week's episode, Jacob Price. We, we've talked about you know, that main continuity origin. Uh, what do you think is your favorite like parallel universe or your Elseworld one? So like anything, it could be like Injustice or Red Sun Superman. What, what do you think is, is your favorite parallel version of the Superman story? I'd have to say, well, I have a couple of favorite. Red Sun, I've always, I've always found that one pretty cool. Um, and then another one, uh, this is, they differ on this, but the Flash World uh, Superman, where he gets locked up in a government facility, never see the light of day um, until the Flash breaks him out. I've always found that one really cool because it's the difference between Hal-El being found by good people and being found by like the government or someone who is actually worried about him ruining or destroying the world, so they lock him up. Um, and then why I like Red Sun is like, it's crazy of what little bit of a change of where he landed, what it can do to everything. Like, I mean, it's the, I saw, I've read a couple, a little bit about on that one where how the US and Russia have always had such a crazy rivalry is that um, Russia and America are going at it, but America has nothing because Russia has Superman and no one really knows how to stop him in this version of Superman. So I've always found that one really interesting. Yeah, you know, I've actually, I've always wanted to read Red Sun. I never have though. And I haven't like seen the animated movie either. Um, so when it comes to like my favorite version, my favorite Elseworld or my parallel tale, for me, it's always been Injustice. I like Injustice a lot. You know, I played the video game first and then went back and read, you know, the comic book run. Uh, and I thought that it was really cool. I don't like it specifically because of Superman, although like I think that's a cool addition. Uh, just that world in general is really interesting to see, you know, superheroes fighting over, you know, their ideological differences. What, you know, a kind of a really big conflict that splits superheroes right down the middle. What would that look like? Uh, you know, it's just a universe basically based on around the same kind of idea as Marvel Civil War where you have two factions of superheroes going at it but this time it's it's an entire planet you know we've all seen Superman adaptions outside of comic books he's had a radio serial he's had various movies TV shows stuff like that uh, so what's your favorite adaption of Superman outside of comic books and why do you think that one is so great this this one's easy for me I'd have to go with uh the Smallville TV show. Um, I've always liked that show because it showed him growing up and uh, coming of age and him learning how to use his powers, the struggles of being a teenager who can lift a car with their bare hands and not being able to have, ever use it. I, my idea have my one problem with that is that it takes him so long to figure out how to fly that's, i've always hated that about that tv show but other than that the personal growth the and how he changes i don't know if you 
watch the show, but there's a specific time where he visits himself in the future where he's like the clumsy Clark Kent that we know, and then how he himself, the, the farm boy, Jock, is curious as to how the hell he turns into being so like weird and nerdy and like, clumsy and pushover. But if that's what you have to do to protect your identity. Yeah, I freaking love Smallville. Uh, it's got to be one of my top 10 favorite TV shows of all time. Uh, it ran for a really long time. Uh, like you said, I love how it builds, you know, Clark up from, you know, this teenager who is, you know, just kind of coming into his powers, uh, you know, all the way through, you know, to season 10 where he you know, puts his suit on and, and then the show is over. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it does take him a really long time to fly. That's, you know, honestly, most of the time when I ask people, you know, about what they think about Smallville, it's all really good things. That is one common gripe that I get from a lot of people is that, yeah, he, he doesn't fly for like several, several, several seasons in, uh, which I get it because like it looks goofy. It's it's a CW show, uh, but yeah, you know it would be cool, cool to see Superman fly. That's part of his appeal. Uh, but I also really like about that TV show is how it builds up, you know, the characters around him. So you know we see Lois, you know, get into the fold uh, the couple, a couple seasons in. We see him grow up with Lex Luthor in Smallville. Uh, you see Lana Lang. All those characters they get you know their own little version of the justice league coming together there's definitely definitely up there but i am for sure uh, a massive sucker for the 1978 superman film uh with christopher reeve and i i love that film i think you know he portrays superman extremely extremely well it's pretty dated it's an old movie um but it's just the essence of the character for me is there. Uh, I love how he carries himself and, and just how he really embodies both Clark Kent, but also Superman. So next question, what is uh, what is your favorite super Superman film out of all of them? And this could be animated, it could be live action, either one. Uh, if you had to pick one is your top Superman film, what would it be? That, that one's tough. Um, I mean, like you said, there have been Superman movies and TV shows that have been going back to, like, the 70s. Um, I have to say my favorite, well, my favorite live action has to be with Henry Cavill. Um, he's, I mean, he was such an underrated Superman. Uh, I wish that he was still playing Superman today, but, uh, I, and I really loved how he embodied, and, like, I mean, he was just a huge a huge guy and you kind of have to be to play Superman and he and I mean he did great with the uh, his own Clark Kent that was great too um, and then I loved in uh, how he uh, had to fight well he had to fight his the last remaining Kryptonians with him uh, the General Zod and his crew um, and then at the end uh, at that movie where he has to end up killing Zod I always liked how they did that um, because it put him through so much pain to see to end the, the lives of his own uh, people, but had to be done. Um, I mean, he's I he's such a great actor too. He's done so many other good things, uh, like The Witcher, and uh, of course, everyone loves that. That's a great show too. Um, but yeah, I'd have to say my favorite uh, is the Man of Steel with Henry Cavill. 
Heck yeah. No, a, a good film for sure. I remember, and this is just like a goofy little tidbit, uh, when they were filming that movie, I'm from Kansas City, so like everybody got super excited that there was going to be, you know, at least parts of the film that were supposed to take place in Kansas. Uh, but there was like a whole like, I think like a Kansas City Star news article over it and everything that during one scene of the movie, they were going to have Clark can't wear a Royals t-shirt. And everybody was like, oh my God, this is the representation we're looking for. You know, so everybody in Kansas City was like super duper pumped for that movie solely because he wore a royal shirt in one scene. And I'm pretty sure it's when he's like a child in a flashback. It's there for like five seconds. But everybody in Kansas City got super excited for that. And I remember that specifically, you know, going to see that movie back in 2013. Everybody in the theater was, was just waiting for him to come on screen wearing a Royals t-shirt. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Next up, we've talked about, you know, Elseworlds and different versions of Superman. Uh, obviously, Superman being, you know, that original idea, that first superhero, there are a lot of different, you know, parodies or, or knockoffs almost uh, of Superman. So, I mean, like, you know, in the boys, we have Homelander, uh, you know, in Marvel comics, they have Hyperion. So, Jacob, what would you say is your, your favorite not knockoff, but your your favorite clone or your favorite parody uh, of Superman. I'm going to talk about Mills. Like he's, you were talking about uh, Homelander on the boys. Uh, I like how he's in Homelander. Uh, he is literally overpowered, and there's nothing anyone can do against him. Like that's like what Superman could be if he grew up in a lab um, uh, with I mean with all of his mental issues and all of his he's got so many things wrong it's why it makes him such a good uh character in the show um and then another one i wanted to talk about was uh omni man and how uh he tricked everyone into thinking that he was a good guy but then when his son uh when his son mark uh developed powers flips the switch and kills everyone in the, the justice league and their version of the justice league um and then basically goes on a spree of putting in his power, how he's gonna rule uh, Earth. Um, and then when Mark says, uh, no, I don't wanna do that. He must just know beats the crap out of him. Um, but I like that that's a, a Superman with different goals. I've always found that really interesting and I'm really excited for the next season of that show. Heck yeah. Uh, you know, I think Omni-Man has is, is got to be one of my favorite characters from Invincible. I remember reading that in high school. Uh, I read like, you know, all, all the compendiums of it. So I read them just like at bricks at a time. That series has is, is gotta be one of my favorite comic book runs of all time. Uh, and Omni-Man is, is used super well in that. Uh, the way that he turns on all the other heroes and, and the planet, you know, itself uh, is crazy. And then his redemption arc that comes afterwards is really good. Uh, the, the character work in Invincible, it's very character driven, and I love that. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Omni-Man uh, is an awesome, you know, foil uh, for Superman. Uh, I've always found Hyperion to be kind of cool, you know, from Marvel Comics, but uh, uh, he just doesn't, you know, itch that same scratch. Sometimes that character kind of falls flat and there's, you know, like different versions of him that Marvel will throw at us, but 
know, I think he he's probably been around the longest as a Superman parody. And I think that's pretty cool. And I guess technically, I don't know if he still counts anymore, but originally when Superman first came out, a little while later, Captain Marvel came out after that, or Shazam, they call him Shazam now. And so some people, because he was published from Fawcett Comics, everybody was like, oh, this is, this is a knockoff. There was a whole lawsuit and everything. And eventually uh, DC ended up buying Fawcett and you know taking that character and using it as their own. And so I like Shazam a lot. I think he's a really cool character. I don't know if he's necessarily a Superman knockoff, but if he counts, then I'd put him up there as my favorite. You're listening to Cape the Classified. Stay tuned for the rest of this secret origin. Thanks for tuning in to this issue of Capes Declassified. I've been your continuity connoisseur, Kale Chapman. Tune in later this month for our next deep dive into the origins of another fan-favorite comic book icon. You can find more issues of Capes Declassified on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, Amazon Music, and SoundCloud. Follow us on all of those platforms and on our socials, Twitter and Instagram, by searching Capes Declassified. That's C-A-P-E-S space D-E-C-L-A-S-S-I-F-I-E-D. Once again, thank you for joining me, and we'll see you next time on Capes Declassified.